0: Reintroducing the Iced Apple Crisp Oat Milk Macchiato from Starbucks. Now with Starbucks Blonde Espresso and Oat Milk, layered with flavors of apple, cinnamon, and brown sugar, and topped with a spiced apple drizzle. Welcome back, Fall. Order today with the Starbucks app.
1: Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show, and you definitely got tickets. And drinks. Now hurry and make it back to your spot. Past this person and that person. About 20 more. Ooh, watch out for feet. Hey. Just keep going. A little further. Oh, there's your friend. Over here. Right where you want to be. Close enough to see the set list. And they're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen. But when? American Express. Don't live life without it. <laughs> Come in. Welcome. I'm E. G. Marshall. Your companion on these journeys we take to the outer boundaries of the unknown. Perhaps the greatest unknown of all is not what exists out there in the nether regions of distant space, but that which beats constantly inside each of us, the human heart. the human heart. It's both a tangible physical organ. And also a mysterious, incomprehensible force. Yes, it's the brain that weighs, assays, analyzes. But in the end, it is the heart that decides. And each of us may be surprised by the decision of his heart. Because the heart has its own reasons. Our mystery drama, I Must Kill Edna, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Elliot Reed. commanded by laws, both human and divine, to tell the truth. But what is truth? If sages, philosophers, and saints have disagreed, what hope is there for us ordinary, modest folk? The ancient Romans actually exempted certain areas of human behavior from the truth. For instance, you didn't have to tell the truth about love. And a famous saying of the times was, the gods laugh at the lies of lovers. And uh, talking about love, we now arrive at that delicate balance of falsehood and truth from which is drawn all of love's nourishment and sustenance. And to a consideration of Chester Macefield, a lover par excellence. When Chester said to Edna Morrissey, I love you, darling, he was telling the truth as he saw it and felt it and wished it on that particular day. But let the story tell itself. You must listen to me, Edna.
0: Darling.
1: Yes, darling, my darling, my darling, Edna. Chester. No, don't tell me to stop. Be sensible. Why? Why should I be sensible? Because. Why should I be sensible? Why be prejudiced against me? Who else in this mad world is sensible?
0: Chester, please be
1: serious. My darling. Ah, oh, you live in a universe filled with fools and madmen, Chester. Oh, no, you must permit me my say. But a marriage between you and me—it's it, impossible. Why? We've been through it. Why? I'm older. This match was arranged in heaven. I need an older woman. You need a younger man. I don't need a man who will... How do you know? You never had one. I had to say that, Edna. Why? It isn't true. I've been married. To whom? To a dried-up, decrepit, doddering old... He
0: He was a soul of goodness of generosity. Here.
1: I'll give him all that. But he wasn't much good for a woman.
0: Certain things are, are more important than the fleeting
1: physical attraction. Edna, you can say what you like and you can like what you say, but it's a life. We human beings were made for one thing and one thing only. And that's love. Oh. Everything else. Merely filled the rest of the time. Oh, Chester, can't you ever be serious? I'm always serious. I'm tending to the serious business of life, which is love. You're the frivolous one. Twittering away your time with all sorts of ridiculous projects. I believe you call them good works. Surely even you must be aware that there are people who are starving. Ah, but I'm wise to you, darling. I know why you engage in these frenetic philanthropies. Do you? You're only trying to whitewash your father. My father was kind and good. You? To you alone in all the world But he sweated and swindled And stole his fortune from the poor From the helpless, from Chester, the ignorant That's a vicious... Now, careful, careful, don't say lie uh, But that was a long time ago And nobody cares No one remembers You don't have to give it back Chester, what am I going to do with you? Marry me But it simply doesn't make sense Darling, please stop objecting so much Come here Oh, Chester You see, my darling Nothing, but nothing could ever be more important than this Do you agree? I I'm not sure Let's try it again And so, we were married Edna, of course, was deliriously happy, and I, well, I was happy too. It was an exciting, a heady experience for each of us. For Edna, it was an introduction to love. For me, it was an introduction to wealth. There are, after all, very few men in our society whose wives are millionaires. And I had joined this extremely select group. And I tell you, there's nothing like it. However, there was the matter of some of her charities. But if we could have everything we want here on Earth, there'd be no point in going to heaven after we die. Would there?
0: And this, my darling, is our newest building here on Animal Farm. I see. It's a serpentarium.
1: A a what?
0: A serpentarium. A house of snakes.
1: How... How fascinating.
0: Yes. Poor, maligned, and misunderstood creatures. Come. Would you like to see them? Well, I... Oh, they're they're all secure behind grass.
1: In that case... Uh...
0: These... These are called pit vipers. Oh. That's because they have that indentation between the eye and the nose.
1: Fascinating.
0: These are all rattlesnakes and copperheads.
1: Charming creatures.
0: They are. Lovely, graceful, elegant. And yet mankind will soon exterminate them completely.
1: Now, darling, is that bad? Oh, my dear, you're
0: such a barbarian. I love them. They're beautiful, cool, and pleasant to the touch.
1: My dear, you don't touch them.
0: I've been told that they won't harm you if... Yes? If there is neither hate nor fear in your heart.
1: Mm. Is it all right if uh, I never touch them?
0: Oh, Chester, darling. I know you're laughing at me. I'm
1: doing no such thing. I believe everything you're telling me.
0: You lie so beautifully. You think I'm a nut. And all these activities of mine... Oh, I approve of them completely. They bore you stiff.
1: No. As a matter of fact...
0: I didn't marry you in the hope of changing you. (laughs) Why don't you drive to town today? Have lunch at your club. Do something you like. And you'll come back refreshed.
1: Are you sure you can spare me?
0: No. But I'll get through the day. Somehow. (laughs) Somehow.
1: Chester, Chester Macy. Why, it's Fred. I thought you'd given up the club for good. I've been in the country these past few months. They join me for lunch? Of course. I understand congratulations are in order. Thank you. Here she's a lovely woman. Thank you again. And uh, money doesn't hurt either. That is a low blow. There are no low blows among old friends, only bitter (laughs) truths. She's 50, and in what we could consider the soft, September of her beauty. I'm 40, and I've decided to retire. From what? From love. From love? Precisely. Well, how does one retire from love? Ever since I found out that we were boys and they were girls, love has been my occupation. (laughs) My preoccupation. My profession. Other men would say, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, a banker, but I would say, I'm a lover. Well, I suppose you were at that. Now I realize that love simply does not exist. It's a snare, a delusion, a swindle. This from you, Chester, the lover? The oasis of love is merely a mirage. I will no longer pursue it. But it was always a lie, a lovely lie. Well, since love doesn't exist, I've decided to settle for happiness. You sound as if the two are mutually exclusive. Perhaps they are. Mr. Caswell? Oh, my goodness, I had forgotten all about you.
0: (laughs) The doorman said you'd be in the dining room, and I said... Well, I don't know if I should really interrupt Mr. Caswell when he's discussing important business.
1: Uh, Have you had your lunch?
0: Well, I... An
1: aspiring young actress should never turn down a meal. Even if you had lunch, eat again. You may be out of luck tomorrow. Oh, really, Mr. Caswell?
0: You're so kind.
1: Yes, I know. Chester, this is Sue Ellen Quackenbush. Mr. Macefield Sue Ellen. Hello, Sue Ellen.
0: Are you a theatrical producer, too, Mr. Mason?
1: (laughs) No, he can't do you any good at all. Turn it off, Sue Ellen. Oh,
0: isn't he terrible, Mr. Mason? (laughs) Her
1: father saved my life before she was born. A couple of wars ago. Now this one wants to be an actress, so he sends her to see me. Uh, For old time's sake, can I do something? Well, he did save your life. And still, it's too much to ask in return. But you are a famous producer, Fred. Oh, what am I going to do with you, Sue Ellen? She's a lovely child, but she can't act for beans.
0: I'm not a child. I'm 23.
1: Let's order lunch. Now, what would you like, Sue Ellen?
0: Well, um, what what is this? Beef? By non. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right? I took a year of French in high school.
1: She looked up from the menu as she spoke, and her eyes met mine. And the very words I had spoken but a few moments before exploded in my brain. That sudden, stabbing shock of recognition when the heart is fatally, but oh so sweetly wounded by a woman's glance. Is this how it happens? Have I been stabbed finally and at length and for the first time in my life by, by a provincial schoolgirl, struggling with French words on a menu? <laughs>
0: and uh, uh, le soup onion avec croquants and fromage and the calf omelette. It's an elegant apartment. I mean, it's like the movies. Is it yours? Oh, yes. That car and this place. Oh, you must be a very wealthy person, Mr. Mayfield. Chester. Chester? Uh, we have some folks in Talbot Corners who are well off, you know. But no one who's actually wealthy.
1: May I fix you a drink?
0: Oh, you don't have to fix my drink. Just open a bottle of pop. Well, here we are.
1: Yes, here we are.
0: And isn't it just like a book? A single girl from the country in this luxurious millionaire's apartment? It's like a movie I saw at the Ritz where they had this... So, Ellen. Yes?
1: Please, shut up. Mr. Mayfield. I have something to tell you. I love you.
0: Mr. Mayfield. Chester?
1: Chester? I fell in love with you—the only way people can really fall in love, at first sight. Sue Ellen, please, now say something.
0: Why? I, I don't know what to say. Look at me—they'd never believe it back home. Sue Ellen had a lot of words, but this is—this.
1: A... I know, it's crazy. I'm twice your age. It's just... Don't say it's impossible. Oh, no,
0: it's It's, it's just... what? Why? Well, I, I just don't know what it is. Because, well, you see, I also fell in love with you.
1: Hello, darling. Am I late for dinner? No, dear. As master of this house, Dinner must wait your pleasure. Oh, oh I'm starved. Say, uh, did I see Hallowell's car on the road? Yes, I'm sure you did. What was he doing here? I wanted to
0: sign over some property to you. Oh, now, darling. Oh, not very much. Just some income. So that you don't have to ask me for money. I think it must be embarrassing for a man.
1: Oh, darling, I, I don't think it's right for you
0: to... Nonsense. Tell me. Did anything interesting happen to you in town?
1: No. It was a rather dull, boring, prosaic day. After all, I wasn't with you. True, this may sound like the worst kind of male chauvinism, but could a man ask for a better deal? A young girl for excitement and romance, a mature woman for stability ...and financial independence. Sounds great. Looks good. But the problem with a structure of this kind... ...is that the foundations rest on quicksand. Something will have to give. For some people, life is a quest. A pursuit of a goal... There are those dedicated souls who search for the great truths of science, of medicine. Noble spirits who strive to make the world better for their having been here. For years, Chester Macefield has also been a seeker. But his aim has been far more modest. He has been looking for love. For someone he could adore with his heart and soul. Well, aren't we all? And Chester finally found her. And as you can imagine, Chester is deliriously happy. However, there are lucid moments when Chester is reminded of the fact that he is a married man.
0: But you could get tickets, Chester, honey.
1: Sue Ellen, that isn't the point.
0: Oh, it's such a good show and all, and the acting is well, it's just marvelous. And if I don't get to see good
1: acting, how am I ever going to learn how to be an actor? Sue Ellen, I... I can't take you to the theater. Well, for heaven's sake, why not? I... I just couldn't afford to take the risk.
0: I know what. Take me to Laricchio's for supper.
1: Oh, I'll do better than that. I'll have Laricchio's send supper here. What? A specially catered supper.
0: Oh, but that isn't the same thing. You don't go to Laricchio's just to eat. You go there to be seen and talked about and photographed by,
1: by the media. And that's exactly why I can't take you. But
0: I have to be seen. I want to get my name in the papers. I need publicity. That's how I can get an acting job. Darling, I... Well, I mean... You know, it, it, it just has
1: to be a drag sitting around here all the time. I love you, Sue Ellen. Please, believe I love you. Well, I'd maybe believe it if... If what? If
0: you divorced her, married me.
1: I want to do that, Sue Ellen. You don't know how much I want to do that.
0: Well, what's it, stopping you?
1: If I left Edna, I'd... I wouldn't have a nickel,
0: oh, oh, it's her money, yes, well, what are you going to do, Chester honey?
1: I don't know i but but I know this, I simply can't do without you,
0: I know, Chester honey, I know you'll think of something. Uh.
1: Mr. Macefield. Oh, good morning, Arnold. Have you seen Mrs. Macefield? Uh, yes, sir. She's sure, over at, um... a... Uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, snake house. Yes, uh, thank you. Uh, yes, sir. Sure goes for them snakes. I mean, I've been working for that woman eh, uh, must be 20 years now. i never seen nothing like this. What do you mean, Arnold? Well, I guess she found what she's been eating to support all her life. True underdog. Genuine loser. Somebody nobody loves <laughs> That's a snake, See, hands down. Well, as you know, my, my wife is a most tender-hearted woman. Oh, uh, she's a saint. Uh, bless her. But uh, uh, what's that? Well, I think you should talk to her. About what? Well, uh, how could I put this? Uh, he's a big rattler. Uh, I mean, uh, well, they do come large, some of them. But he's just overgrown. Well, what about him? They ain't getting bit by a rattler no peck-neck, but uh, it don't necessarily have to be fatal. Uh, you follow this? I can't say that I do. Well, on the other hand, this ugly critter's got fangs at least twice the normal, eh? You know, one chew out of them and... Uh... But, but what does well, this have to do with... She's taking the fancy to this farmer. She says to me, um, Oh, Arnold, he's so beautiful. If only I could pet him... So, well, maybe you better talk to her. Maybe I'd better. Well, after all, she's only a woman. Edna, darling. Sister. Oh, I didn't hear you come in. What are you doing here? Arnold tells me you spend almost all your time in this place.
0: I simply can't take my eyes away from Nijinsky. Nijinsky? I've named him Nizinsky after that famous, I should say, immortal dancer. I know. The one who went mad? Yes. It's my name for him because his movements are like a ballet. Would you agree?
1: Oh, uh, yes.
0: I've made Nijinsky the star of the Serpentarium. He has this huge cage all to himself. I, I notice you're dressed for town. Are you going to the city today? Yes, dear. Oh. That'll be the third time this week. Well, I... Oh, no, I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It sounded as if I were counting. Oh,
1: some people at the club want my advice on a venture.
0: I have no right to tell you to stay at my side all day. You should have a rich, productive life of your own.
1: Oh, darling, I owe these men a favor.
0: No, you just go ahead. Is it a promising venture?
1: Oh, uh, Well, it could be.
0: If you need any money, let me know.
1: Oh, darling... You shouldn't be so good to me.
0: Why not? I love you. Come in, Angel. It's open.
1: Darling. Oh. Oh,
0: it's you. It's Chester. Well,
1: of course, Chester. Oh, that's a stunning outfit. You didn't have to get all dressed up for me.
0: Well, I, I I couldn't very well call you at your home now. Could I? I? I mean, what could I have said?
1: Well, why would you call me? Well,
0: uh, to tell you that I, I couldn't see you tonight.
1: What do you mean you couldn't see me?
0: Hey, baby, it's the man himself. Oh. Uh, Perry Wilson, uh, I, w- I would like you to meet Mr. Chester Mayfield. Oh, how
1: do you do, sir? How do you do? Uh,
0: Perry Wilson is the son of Angus Wilson, uh, who's my, my dad's dearest closest friend back home in Talbot Corners. Well, uh, Perry and his mother and dad are here in town, and uh, they want me to have dinner with them at the hotel. <laughs> sort of like old times at home. Isn't yeah, that right, Perry?
1: Oh, yeah. Dinner, and, uh, well, uh, afterwards we're going to play bridge. Uh, that's right. But you
0: can't be my partner, Perry. You always get so mad when I forget which is Trump. <laughs> It's really only a game, and you make such an issue about it. Well, I,
1: I don't know where you get that flightiness from, Sue Ellen. You, you know, your folks are such serious people. Uh, well, the, shall we be going? Yeah, mother and Dad, the, well, they like to be prompt. Yes, I know. Well, I... Uh, uh,
0: Perry, would you call your mother and dad and and say we're, we're on the way?
1: Uh, oh, yeah, sure, sure, of course. It's good thinking. So, Ellen.
0: I couldn't help this, Chester Honey. I
1: must see you tonight. I'll wait for you here. Oh,
0: but honey, I don't know. Please, what... darling. Oh, sweetie, it's it's gonna be late. And I'm gonna be tired and upset. Because the Wilsons always give me a pain. Especially Perry.
1: We so conceited. But, darling, I we can
0: be together tomorrow night. Tomorrow, why that's only just a few hours away. So
1: Ellen, I love you.
0: And I love you too, Chester.
1: Well, 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 if it isn't Dante, then how's Beatrice? Cut it out. Mind if I sit here? You're a member of the club. What are you doing dining alone? What's that smirk on your face? Oh, I don't know. These May and December romances always inspire smirks, leers, winks. What are you talking about? Miss Sue Ellen Quackenbush. I understand you see quite a bit of her. I... I, I'm interested in her career. Hmm. The a fatherly interest, no doubt. She's a talented young lady. Yes, and her talent seems to be in getting men interested in furthering her career. Chester, you're talking to me. See here, Fred. I resent... Now, drop it. I thought we were friends. But if you want to fill the time with trivia, let's talk about the weather... Fred, Chester, I remember what it's like to be 40. The age of anxiety. but it, Passes. I don't know what I'm going to do about her. Mm, She's a tough little cookie. Now, see here. Okay, let's talk trivia. Chester, people are beginning to talk. I'm not interested in other people's hypocritical notions of morality. I don't care if they disapprove. No, they won't disapprove. What they will do is worse. They'll laugh. You're starting to become a ludicrous figure. I know. I know. Now, you can't afford that, not you, Chester. Thanks, Fred. Thanks. (laughs) That's what friends are for, no? No.
0: I thought you were
1: staying in town. Oh, a change in plan. Oh, what happened? Didn't turn off the television. No, no, leave it on. Oh, I just became bored with the city and decided to come home. Tell me about your day. Oh,
0: you'd only laugh at me.
1: Tell me about yours. Oh, you'd only laugh at me. (laughs)
0: Well, I spent the day being hypnotized. Oh,
1: by whom? By
0: Nizhinsky. I can just watch him for hours.
1: I see. see. Have you been here before? Uh, uh, what are you watching now?
0: Oh, I don't know. The television was on just while I was reading. I, I think it's one of those celebrity programs. Oh,
1: it, it's at Laricchio's Restaurant.
0: Have you ever been there?
1: Uh, it's an old Good camping ground. of mine. everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Laricchio's, where you meet the stars of yesterday, today, Tell and even know. tomorrow. If you like. And let's see who's here tonight. Oh, <laughs> who is this breathtaking little blonde beauty? Mm. Right. Isn't in New really York, horrible. pursuing a career in the theater from Talbot Corners, Iowa, Miss Sue Ellen Quackenbush. Uh, Hi,
0: <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so thrilled, and I feel so humbled to be right here in the middle of all these talented people.
1: Sister, uh, have you made many friends in well. New York?
0: Well, yes, I, I've made so Isn't many. you so pale. What is it?
1: Are you and, uh, Perry Wilson an item?
0: Chester, you're ill. Perry and I an item? Well, let me I, that would turn this stupid thing off. Item! Now tell me what's bothering you. Nothing. Nothing. No, dear, I'm afraid something's very much the matter. Just sit down. I'll get you some water.
1: I'll kill her. I'll kill her. I'll kill her. say there's no fool like an old fool, but still Chester Macefield isn't that old. So how could he be that foolish? The answer probably lies in the fact that a fool in love is ageless and therefore hopeless. Chester Macefield is speeding into the city with blood in his eye and a 32 caliber pistol in his pocket. Chester Macefield, a man of the world, has been betrayed by a woman. A slip of a girl, barely out of her teens. But she has wounded him. Not just in his heart, which after all can recover, but in his vanity, which can never be the same.
0: Chester!
1: You lied to me, Sue Ellen. You lied to me.
0: Now, Chester, honey, I don't have the vaguest notion what you're talking about.
1: I'm so thrilled, and I feel so humble to be in the midst of all these talented people. Oh, that? Yes, that.
0: Well, honey, just what do you think you can do about it? I can kill you. Chester, put that gun away. Back home, everybody has
1: a gun, and we have all kinds of accidents. I'm going to kill you, Sue Ellen. Why? Why? Because you lied to me. And who says I can't lie to you? What am I supposed
0: to do while you're at home making love to your wife? How am I supposed to feel? What am I supposed to think? You want everything your way.
1: Well, Ellen, I love you. Oh,
0: fine. I love you, too. But maybe love isn't enough. What do you want? You take that tone out of your voice. Don't you make it sound as if I want something unreasonable. I want what I have a right to want. A man I can be seen with. A man I can be with all the time. I don't want a man who's ashamed of me. But
1: I'm not ashamed. Then
0: take me braces. But you know I have a wife. They turn between us. To Ellen. It's your problem. Wait for me. Why? What is going to happen? I don't know. I... I'll think
1: of something. Please.
0: Well... All right. All right. But I don't want to wait forever.
1: I had the gun in my pocket. I'd rushed out of my house filled with an insane rage to kill. But the moment I saw her, heard her voice, touched her hand, I knew I couldn't. I knew I couldn't kill her. And yet, if I wanted Sue Ellen, I would have to kill Edna. Because, and it sounds so mercenary and mundane, but without Edna's money, I knew that I could never have Sue Ellen. Kill. How do you kill? Murder. Ending the life of another human being. Forever. I couldn't murder Edna. I couldn't. I wouldn't. And yet, as long as Edna lived, I would be forced to do without Sue Ellen. And for me, that would be worse than death. Edna? Ah, good morning, darling. I suppose it's true. That's true. What Arnold tells me, that you spend so much of your time here in the Serpentarium.
0: Oh, I'm I'm just fascinated by Nashinsky. I think we're beginning to communicate. You are? I think what he's trying to tell me is, please don't be afraid. I mean you no harm. Let us be friends.
1: He says that?
0: Well, no, he doesn't say that in so many words. It's the thought that he's trying to communicate. I see. And he is succeeding. Is he? How can you tell? Because each day I become less and less afraid. Oh? And one day, I know, I just know. I'll walk in here and Nizhinsky and I will look at each other and smile. And all the fear will be gone from my heart. And I'll be able to say to Nizhinsky, Come, old friend, why don't we go walking together?
1: You mean you'll actually let him out of his cage?
0: His prison. Why not? He is being shut up there because of the evil that's in my heart, not in his. Well... uh... It'll be the greatest challenge of my life. The test of how I really feel. And I hope to be ready for it.
1: Do you? When?
0: Why do you ask?
1: So that I will be able to lock you up in your room. Until the foolishness
0: passes. (laughs) I don't really know when. It could happen to me tomorrow. Or next week or next month. Next year. Or never. Oh, I shouldn't have said a word to you about it.
1: Darling, I... I'm your husband. And I love you.
0: And I love you. But two people can never completely become one. There's always a tiny secret place in the heart that well that's my tiny secret place. Hello? Sue Ellen, darling. Oh it's you. Is that the chump?
1: It's the chump. Sue Ellen, darling.
0: Well, where are you? You're at home. That's nice. What have you got to say to me? Hang up on him. He pays the land remember. I,
1: I, I just wanted to tell you,
0: things will be looking up very soon. That's what you said last night. I, I know. And the night before. Mary, you stop that well,
1: now. You and I will be married very soon, darling.
0: Have you asked her for a divorce? No, but... But what? could be better.
1: Now, just be patient.
0: How long am I supposed to be patient? Just a little while longer. And what do I do in the meanwhile? Sit around, all alone, every night? (laughs) Perry, Perry, you're terrible.
1: Sue Ellen, I love you. I need you. Soon, I'll be able to give you everything your heart has ever desired. Tell me you love me.
0: Honey, you know I love you. I have
1: baby. Where were we? Darling, uh, would you mind terribly if I went into the city this evening?
0: Of course not,
1: dear. It's these same people at the club. You know, the ones I told you about. Oh, yes. For some reason, I can't imagine why, they seem to think I have a knowledge of land values.
0: Well, Chester, you are a very capable person. Oh.
1: Well, this thing may run late, so don't wait up for me.
0: I will. I always feel... Well,
1: incomplete, unless you're in the house with me. I'll always remember how she looked. She was almost pretty when she had that shy smile on her face. But would it be murder? If all I did was help her to kill herself? She had this insane affinity for a lethally poisonous snake. Sooner or later, she would release him from his cage. In the mad delusion that he was her dear friend. Would it be murder? No. It is murder? Look at him. This enormous monster coiled in his cage. Sleeping. No one had seen me enter this house of crawling murderous creatures. Here on the side is the latch. All I need do is turn it to open... Just slide the glass a few inches to the side And when he wakes up Oh no, don't wake up just yet Give me my chance to get out of here That's it Sleep soundly And when morning comes You'll notice the opening And you'll slither out And when she walks in here You'll greet her the way a poisonous snake usually greets people. Good night, Nijinski. And good Mm hmm. Uh, maybe I better leave? Why, sugar? Well, maybe. Well, you know,
0: the chump. Oh, the chump never shows up unless he calls first. You know something. Hmm? I'm getting
1: sick and tired of Mr. Chester Macy. Uh-uh, well, well, darling, let's not be hasty. You know, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth. Yes, well. <laughs> this
0: horse is kind of old and lame. <laughs> hey,
1: what's that? Does he have a key? Oh, my goodness. It's Chester. So Ellen, I have wonderful news. Sir Ellen, what is... Uh, Nothing. Chester, darling, let me explain. Explain? What? Uh, look, why uh, Why don't I just uh, get out of here and leave you two to. Stay where you are. <laughs> I don't see how you can stop it. I <laughs> said, stay where you are. <laughs> well, now listen, please. Please be careful. With stay where problem. you are and
0: shut up. Chester Angel, you don't need that gun. I can explain. What, why did
1: you come here with a gun? Why? What made me bring the gun? I must have known deep down inside that I would have to use but it. Please. Please, Chester, don't talk that way. I'm going to kill you. No. No, please. And him also. Now, look, Mr. what did we ever do to you? And what please. did you do to me? Oh, we were doing are having fun. Uh, Would you were you, going to kill us for that?
0: Chester, you're an old man. You just weren't enough.
1: Uh, oh, don't kill us. Mr. I don't want to die. You. Uh, uh, you'll never laugh at me again. Never. Edna. I have to save Edna. Edna. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he's still asleep Maybe he's still in his cage I'll just slide the grass Closed again And lock the He's out I'll have to kill him No, no Empty Keep away from me Keep away I can't move Why can't I move Keep away Miss Miss Mayfield.
0: Thank you, Arnold.
1: Uh, I don't understand what he was doing inside here. Latched the cage was open. Yes. Why did he let Nijinsky out?
0: It's my fault.
1: Your fault? Why'd you say that?
0: I... I must have given him the idea. Maybe he wanted to show me that he would do it first.
1: Uh
0: Uh-huh. He was becoming interested in
1: animals. Toward
0: the end, he had become a much more gentle person.
1: But... But Nijinsky shouldn't have been able to kill him.
0: How could he miss with those lethal fangs?
1: Miss Maysfield? Well, I gotta make a confession. Uh, when I heard you talk one day, you know, pet Nijinsky, you scared me so much that, when well, I had the vet sneak in here and remove his poison sacks.
0: Well, then, why did Mr. Maysfield die?
1: Well, I guess that's something we'll never know. <laughs> But we know Chester Maysfield died because in so many cases fear, fear itself is more than enough especially when it's aided by a guilty conscience As William F. Cody better known as Buffalo Bill used to say If a man is scared enough of a gun you can kill him with a blank cartridge Last included Elliot Reed, Joan Loring Leon Janney E.V. Juster and Earl Hammond. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time, pleasant dreams. The preceding program was furnished by the Columbia Broadcasting System. This is WOR New York and RKO General Station. The preceding episode of the CBS Mystery Theater was originally aired in
0: 1974 and it was recorded off the air by Gary C. Dudash of A.M. Treasures Babylon, New York. In turn, I have taken...
1: The, uh... Shipped is your back-to-school sidekick for all the things they're going to need. Backpacks for leading the pack, string cheese for trading at lunchtime, and strong coffee. For you, you big overachiever. Order now at Shipt.com hi high. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com high.